Let me do my intro. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of The Big Freedom Show. I'm one of your hosts here, Charlie Thompson. With me, as always, is the king himself, John King, and your favorite lispy libertarian. That's right, a libertarian with a lisp. That's Nate Thurston, recently married, by yeah. the way, so congratulations. Lisp and wedding ring in the house. Congratulations to Nate and Lacey. You guys have a good time? We did. We, uh, we got the heck out of here. We went to uh, the Bahamas. And we just got, went ahead and got married out there by ourselves. I watched it on Facebook Live. Yeah. I tried to comment. The stream closed before I could hit enter. <laughs> you commented at the end? Uh, yeah. My wife yeah. was being a perfectionist, and she just wouldn't hit send. So oh, they I didn't gotcha. even know we were there. Oh, man. I, well, th- I feel like I was the only one who didn't get called out in like the mentions. Lacey at I'm the sorry. end of it was like, oh, hi, uh, uh, people, and hi, this person, and all these other people. and Oh, Charlie. Maybe she just didn't see your comment. I felt slighted. I'm sorry, man. I don't know. It was a good day, though. We spent the whole week out there. You guys uh, looked like you had air machines going. The hair was just waving in the wind. Your hair wasn't moving. Hmm. Hers, it was like a a Maybelline ad. Yeah, the the, the, uh, minister ended up having us turn around so the the wind would hit her in a different direction. It was really funny. Was he like, uh, do you ever just want to turn? Yeah, he wanted us to turn, and that's what we did. And we, uh, you know, we just met that guy before we walked up there, so it was super, super fast and easy, and no stress at all. It was all. enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I, I feel like maybe that's how everyone should consider doing their weddings because, man, was it cheap, and we we got to have the honeymoon, and there was just none of that crazy, crazy stress that you get right like, before oh, a wedding. Not, yeah, like yeah. A, the flowers aren't here. I have yeah. to be honest. Or half my flowers my are wedding, dead. I literally don't remember any of it yeah. other than leaving, and that's pretty much it. It was just nerve-wracking. I was young. What was your whiskey of the day that day? I wasn't allowed to have whiskey. It was a Southern Baptist church. Oh. <laughs> we didn't have dancing. We did have scrumptious cake. Good. But anyway, Man, we had the me. best. So uh, this is a funny story. The cake was so good that um, they boxed it up for us, and I carried it on on all the flights home. On a couple of flights, I was just carrying a box full of cake on the on all the planes. Did any of it make it home? Yeah, we got it all home. We got a lot of cake. Did you freeze some um, of it? We we were gonna do that, but we just decided to eat it instead. Mm, it's better now. Yeah, but. Yeah, so no reason to freeze it. A lot of it. other stuff's mm-hmm. happened other than, you know, Nate signing his life away and committing to eternal happiness and bliss. Yeah, believe it or not, guys, there is someone that would marry me. I know that that's hard to uh, understand. <laughs> lisp and all. Yeah, the lisp, the, the um, you Well, it's know. because you're famous now, this podcast. Well. This is really shooting you up the ranks. I'm not going to say it didn't help, but now, these days around Nashville, you get recognized. Whenever. Well, speaking, speaking yeah. of Nashville, a lot of you guys tuned into our transit episode where we had Hannah Cox from the Beacon Center on, our very first guest. Yeah. I thought it went really well, and we got a ton of feedback online, got a lot of new listeners, so welcome to all of you guys. Yeah. And went, we were successful. It, yeah. And it was voted down, which, you know, listening through that episode, we actually didn't say like, hey, go vote no. <laughs> but yeah. I think the sentiment of the episode, uh, Hannah wasn't allowed to say that. We could have. Uh, we could have said, hey, go vote no. But the sentiment of the episode was definitely uh, we are not fans of that proposal. So I'm glad it got voted down. I think largely in part due to our podcast, we probably had the swing vote. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, that's what it was. Those 200 downloads made the difference. Yeah, <laughs> we got them. 
We got them. 200 a minute. Yeah, 200 a minute. It was a very big deal, for <laughs> sure. But, so that was a win. Anything else big happened in the eight years we've been gone from this podcast? That's what I wanted to mention. I just wanted to, to just welcome everybody back and thank you for tuning back in. It's been a couple weeks. We're still here. We hope you are. <laughs> yes, and, and I think they will be. They, we, they, they are missing us. I think I got a note the other day from a friend of mine. It's like, hey, when are you guys doing another show? So thankful to be back. I just got back from Peru. Nate just got back from the Bahamas. and I, I just got robbed. John got robbed. <laughs> yeah, so Peru typically, was probably a lot more fun. Typically, Nate's the one getting robbed, but this time, <laughs> well, there's, John. There's a, there's a, a strand uh, that ties it together, which is I have Nate's trailer on my property, and it was not already, like my mobile home, no, because no, that's no. back in Illinois. No, no, no. But, his his <laughs> band trailer yeah, yeah. from... And uh, anyway, the funny thing is, it's on my property because it was stolen from Nate's apartment complex. Or, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it, it had one of its two locks chopped out already. Um, I arrived to go work in the morning, and someone had stolen my uh, Can-Am side-by-side, my utility trailer, a generator, and they had broken into the other side of Nate's trailer, so now it is unable to be locked. But the ironic part here was that they went through my trailer, which had a lot of music <laughs> equipment of in it, stuff. and took nothing that was mine. They just took your stuff. So it's like they knew. They kind of felt bad, I think, for me, but not for you. The, the funny thing was... They attempted to steal my log splitter, but because I'm terrible at maintenance, it had flat tires. <laughs> and log splitters are really heavy, so they couldn't get it in their truck, so I do still have a log splitter. Good. That's good. I, well, the, the problem with this story is Nate's still tied to it. Yeah. yeah. They're going to come back for it. If there's theft, it. there's Lispy. Yes. <laughs> I'm there. His, how many times have you been broken into, Nate? 49? About, about five times now I've been part of someone taking my stuff. Well, and actually, you know, anytime you buy anything or make any kind of income, I'm part of someone stealing from me, too. And, and this goes but, against our libertarian principles of not hurting yeah. people and not taking their stuff. You someone know, the sad part stuff. is that I was thinking about, John, is whatever you lost from the things that were stolen aren't going to equal the amount of money that Trump's tariffs have cost you building that house. Man. His tariffs just keep coming. We're yeah. uh, finally moving forward with building, and we got a new lumber bid, and it was about double what our lumber bid was when we initially got it quoted last year. So you broke. You yeah. broke. <laughs> I, I got robbed for, for 20 Gs, and um, my, my house is over budget. Uh, it's a good thing we've got this week's Whiskey of the Week to <laughs> you, help get me through. You used to be able to get really nice, cheap lumber from Canada, and that's where you would get the wood to build your house. But uh, these days, uh, we we prefer we can't to puff up our chests and uh, yeah, you know, pull their hand back till they scream NAFTA. But don't you feel better that there's like two lumber manufacturers here in the U.S. that are benefiting from that, and everyone here has to pay more to build things? I can't even keep the sarcasm on. <laughs> okay. No, not at all. All right, good. <laughs> I, I wish all those people would lose their jobs so that I could get a decent price. So cut that. No, uh, I'm just kidding. Look, just every, kidding. <laughs> every single one of you out there listening, there's something that you can do about this. You can go to Patreon.com/slash The Big Freedom Show <laughs> and donate towards the show. Not a single penny of this goes in our pockets or john's pocket or yeah it doesn't <laughs> but it does help does grow not, the show it doesn't help make me which will help john which will help john in the long run john no the, longer has money for advertising costs right. so you guys know what will help john right now this week's whiskey, whiskey of the week unfortunately this came off the clearance rack for me because things are hurting around the homestead <laughs> so this week we've got barrel whiskey with their batch 001 
and it is a uh, barrel strength unfiltered whiskey. And cool thing about barrel is it's not one company. They get what are called orphan barrels, which are basically barrels that were left in aging houses and things like that. So we don't really know where they came from. We just know how old they are. And this one is a mix of seven and nine-year-old whiskeys. So it's usually about 60 bucks, but thanks to the clearance rack, $25. What do you guys think? Well, I think it's that 001 that's making it taste so good. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very 001, like whenever I drink it. That's what it feels like. I, I actually really like this one. It's a little little spicy, so that means, what did you say it was, 61%? Yeah. You can feel that for sure. But it but is sweet. It is a very, very delicious. You know, does it kind of remind you of that Colonel Taylor a little bit? To me, it... I don't know. It kind of does. It does. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of Colonel Taylor. Because I, Colonel Taylor, I liked it. And this one, I like it too. So like, it reminds me of that one. It's kind of like Colonel Taylor on steroids. Yeah. A little yeah. bit beefier, stronger. And this is another yeah. one of those that, uh, not to get super foodie, but it kind of has some of the taste of like nuts or a candy bar. Again, it's reminding me of the Nutty mm. Buddy. The Nutty Buddy. It's distilled in Indiana, which is different. Because it's uh, owned by Barrel Craft Spirits, which is Crestwood, Kentucky. Yeah. So they buy individual barrels and then sell. Each one is a completely different whiskey. So it's not going to be like, oh, I like barrel. I'm going to go grab a barrel whiskey. Each one could be a completely different bag. But we, I like 001. What's your number, guys? Um, I'm actually going to go eight. Yeah, for the value, I'm actually going mm-hmm. nine out of ten. If, if I had to pay 60, it would probably be seven. Well, I went eight with, I was... The, 25 the, the normal value i'm going 25? solid eight too so if you see some especially on your clearance rack pick it up barrel bourbon double or barrel whiskey batch 001 well that was this week's whiskey, whiskey of, of the week. week before we go any further nate's going to kick us off with uh some some of the topics we're going to be discussing today but before we get there i want to let you know today's sponsor of the show is liberty and freedom this show is completely made up and the points don't matter <laughs> i'm just kidding i stole that from who's the line is anyway but i thought it would thought it'd be good for the sponsor of the show so nate that does sound good go ahead and Pro- transition promo code us here big freedom exactly <laughs> we want to make sure we get counted well i sent over a lot of different topics to talk about today you know one thing about our show is that we like to kind of be behind the game a little bit when it comes to uh, being on topic so and noticing our release dates <laughs> yeah. you can see that we stick close to plan normally when you guys get an episode it was about something that happened last week so we wanted to go ahead and not do that right now. Is that uh, uh, John Oliver <laughs> last week, tonight, or whatever? <laughs> yeah, that's what we do. We usually want to let you stew a little bit, kind of cook in the juices. This is yesterday, this today. Is last week, this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Maybe we could rename the show. I'm yeah. not real sure. But um, I wanted to kind of <laughs> go with something that uh, you know goes along with our principles here. And our biggest principle that we have is that we love business right? That's the biggest thing. No, we love business because, and why do we like if that? If business didn't thing. exist, I couldn't have assets that people would choose to yeah. steal. See, libertarians get, you know, kind of, when you talk about libertarians, you might think about a lot of people that just care about making money or just care about other people being able to make crazy amounts of money. But we want to talk about the fact that that's not actually the case, that we care about those people making money because we care about you being able to make money so you can make your life better. And not because we care about those people specifically. We care about everyone, sometimes harder than other. <laughs> we care harder yeah. here at yeah. the Big Freedom Show. <laughs> well, libertarians are just greedy people. I mean, that's yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make a shirt 
actually. <clears throat> Let's add yeah. that to the American Dream Starter Kit. We, we care, care harder. harder. There you go. <laughs> That's pretty I good. Love it. No, but I got this. Uh, I got this article I sent over to the guys today, and it was from uh, it was from the Wall Street Journal, and it has uh, the title is "How bad is the labor shortage? Cities will pay you to move there." That's the name of the article. And so what's going on right now is we have a little bit of a economic boom happening. We're not going to say that it's because of because of Trump specifically or anything like that, but there are a lot of businesses popping up right now. And uh, there's a lot of online things popping up. You can, you can be a contractor to do whatever kind of thing you want to do online right now, and, and that's great. But what people are finding is that they're having a hard time finding people to work. Man, I can vouch for this. <clears throat> yes. I've, I'm, I've just been looking for laborers that won't rob me up at my... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to be on this all night. I've had the same problem, but, uh, man. <laughs> yeah, I've just been looking for anybody... Yeah, you, you have had <laughs> the same problem but uh i've been looking for anybody to help me and i mean you have to wave some some serious money around just to get somebody to lift a hammer which is very different than it was a few years ago well that's because everybody should be going to college john nobody needs to know how to build anything <laughs> no we don't need to build things i think it's funny that i've spent my whole life developing and acquiring skills and things and right now the thing that's most valuable to me is running a bobcat <laughs> that's it's you got to pay someone a lot of money to run a bobcat these I know, days. and I've decided... And you got to buy a new bobcat afterwards. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Think about this. Mike Rowe has made his fortune off blue-collar jobs and, mm -hmm. and dirty jobs and jobs that people don't want to be a part of because it's not it's not it's not what's being pushed it's not what's the norm right micro shoot a drone down the other day or that it was a couple months ago did he <laughs> anyway sorry. well yeah a couple months ago news today did you guys hear that obama beat mitt romney in the 2008 elections i heard that yeah, yeah. or 2012 that's pretty pretty big <laughs> big freedom pretty breaking news breaking news right there <laughs> big deal all right continue on uh, from that tangent but the parts of this article that i just thought were cool were what some cities are doing to try and entice people to come there because they they've got businesses popping up and the businesses can't find people to work because there's just too many of them popping up and it says if you move to hamilton i believe this is in ohio uh the city promises five thousand dollars to go towards your student loan debt if you uh if you move to grant county indiana uh you can get five thousand dollars towards buying your home there uh, if you uh, settle in, uh, what is it, North Platte, Nebraska, and the Chamber of Commerce is going to hold a ceremony in your honor to present you with even more money than that. It's not like a, a fixed amount of money, but just trying to get people to move to their city because the businesses need workers. I read another article, and I cannot remember the name of the town, but if you relocated to their town, they would give <coughs> you free land or a free house because yeah. they had such a worker shortage. But what we're seeing here is that as more businesses pop up, the demand for labor gets bigger and bigger all the time. And as the demand for labor goes up, so will the benefits that you can get for that labor. What does that mean for your paycheck, Nate? That probably means you can demand more money because what, you know... The best thing, when I was running a construction business here in Nashville, I had some employees. The best thing for my employees was that there were a hundred other construction companies in the same town that I was in that was also in demand for their labor. And so we were in competition to keep those people. 
And, you know, a lot of times bigger people went out, but I was paying some people 20 bucks an hour to do just, I mean, clean the house, just clean a house or, you know, do any put, put outlet covers on things, change, you know? change a ceiling fan. <clears throat> yeah. I, and just those guys change. got $40 now. Yeah. That's extra money right there. Yeah. <laughs> I did a garage door for Nate once. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, train. the best thing for my employees was that there was a high demand for that labor at that time because they knew that I was going to have to pay them top dollar or they were just going to go somewhere else. So this goes along with one of the principles and one of the things that we talk about all the time, which is that we need to make things as easy as possible for new businesses to form, that we want the economy to be open for you to start your own business or for a business to move here from another country or to do things. We see this in Tennessee because they offer so many benefits to businesses to move here that Nashville has just blown up in the last 10 or 15 years. And that's why you can make great money doing a lot of things right here in Nashville because the demand is so high. And the other thing we should point out is that this doesn't take any legislation from the government. Nobody had to say, you need to make $15 an hour. I can tell you, I can't get someone to push sticks for $15 an hour in this town. No, the, the least amount of money I would offer someone was 15 Whenever Whenever I was getting people, it, a lot of people were getting offered 20 and I couldn't There's find... no fight for 15 needed. It's no. let the economy run, and then you're going to get 20 It's a market wage right now, and the market wage goes up whenever there's a really high demand for labor. And that's why we talk about all the time why we should stop overtaxing these businesses and stop over-regulating these businesses because what's best for everyone is that there's tons of income opportunities in your area. How do you have an income opportunity? There's a business there. There's a business that needs you to work there, or you can even start your own. But what's best for everyone is that you have some kind of financial security or freedom. And what we think the fastest, the easiest, and the most sure way to get there is to help people start businesses and to help businesses survive and not by mandating it from the government because that only lasts for so long. It's not real. It's, it's fake. If you actually have a strong economy with strong business, then you'll have real wages that are very, that are very strong and everyone can just be happy. Like, and if the government was mandating it, guess what? You'd be stuck at $15 an hour. Yeah. But you know what happens right now? I'll, I'll pay somebody $20 an hour because I can't get yeah. anybody for 15 But if it's mandated at 15 guess what I'm going to stick at? $15. Yeah. Enjoy it. And this, <laughs> is, this is the beauty of the free market and the principles that we advocate for. And it's always something that you can't, really see right away, right? People can see the legislation and say, oh, $15 an hour. I can see that pay bump. What they can't see is when the market becomes so needy of labor. Remember, labor is a commodity, right? It's It can be traded just like anything else of value. When the market is in such need, the demand goes so high, the price jumps way up. That's just what happens. I mean, especially... In my line of work, I have a skill that not very many people have. So I literally can charge almost whatever I want to work on that skill for them, for, for my clients. And that's exactly what happens in what we're seeing now in the labor market, the blue-collar work, right? What John's talking about, what Nate's talking about, you got the the carpenters and the people that know how to f do little remodeling projects or people that know how to move dirt or lay rock or whatever. There's not very, very many people in that field anymore. So what happens? The price goes up and that's just the way the free market works. And it's more fair for everyone 
rather than having the government legislate it. And and I guess the biggest uh, the biggest thing I wanted you to take home from that is that uh, libertarians kind of get a bad rap. We've said this a lot. We've talked so much on here about businesses and how they should have more rights to do things and how they should be able to keep more of their money. And a lot of times that gets looked at as we're just these greedy, nasty capitalists that want people just rolling on piles of money, you know, doing whatever they want all the time. And that's not what it's about. What it's about is that what's best for everyone is that there is full employment because at full employment, people really start raising their wages. They really start demanding, you can start demanding more money and more benefits because everyone has a job. And the way you get to that is by making it as easy as possible to start a business. So what we're trying to say is we're right. <laughs> and we see business and entrepreneurship as the biggest conduit to lifting people up and helping people develop a quality life. Absolutely. But we're heartless bastards. Yep, absolutely, as usual. Man, yes. I feel so heartless today. I woke up and they're just, what, it was like the whole thing was a cavern. Yeah. Just empty. Just empty. And you woke up libertarian. I'm the hollow man. <laughs> and if there is a heart, it's dark. Not talking Kevin Bacon here. It's black. <laughs> Well, I have this uh, this other thing if you wanted to... Well, I just wanted to, to recap here. Milton Friedman. <laughs> here comes the triple pass. <laughs> this, Mil, I'm just saying, look, look it up. Milton Friedman did a wonderful mm. video series and where he explains how free and free market Hong Kong is. And you do have some people that are making, you know, a dollar an hour or two dollars an hour, but they're working their way up. And then you have multimillionaires and billionaires in Hong Kong and how Hong Kong exploded because of the free market principles that we advocate. So you have real life examples. And Milton Friedman talked about this in the 80s. And we have the same debates that were going on back then or, or what's exactly what's happening now. Well, I don't think we have anything else to say about that, but I did want to kind of skew off into a, another side category because we talked a lot about the tax cuts, you know, these uh, these evil, terrible Republican tax cuts where they, they decided that if you own a business, you get to keep uh, a, a larger amount of the money that you make off of that business. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I had to clear my throat. I had something going on there, man. But one of the crazy things about uh, starting a business is that... You know, everyone, if your business fails, if it goes under, everyone expects that uh, you're going to go ahead and accept 100% of the losses for that in some kind of way, probably some kind of loan. Maybe you invested your own money that you had saved up. But whenever your business is actually profitable, everyone wants to talk about how they get they they should be able to keep a piece of that profit. And it's such a backwards idea that that whenever it goes poorly, no one wants a piece of it. But if it goes if it goes well, everyone wants it. And this article is about how. Uh, so Warren Buffett, they're saying that uh, Berkshire Hathaway, they uh, are going. They made about twenty nine billion in extra income from the Republican tax cuts. And they were doing a little interview uh, on Fox News with, with Warren Buffett about that last week. And they asked him what he was going to do with all of that money. And I believe he was talking at a shareholders meeting about this, too. And he simply said that we're going to invest it. And so what happened when they, they 
let him keep this $29 billion more dollars that, that he was making is now he's decided that the best thing for him to do with that money is just to reinvest it back into the economy, just back into plowing businesses. Plowing it into new stuff. <laughs> I think one of the sad things is that when you think about stock market you and you think about Warren Buffett investing money, you just think about like the rich guys in the top of the tower in the suits and how they're just going to get all of this money. But <laughs> Doesn't he own Dairy Queen and a bunch oh, man, of other stuff like that? It's like five hundred. No, it was, I think I heard it was like 60 companies or something. Yeah, he owns 5% of Apple now. It's like the Koch brothers. Yeah. Man, we're going to do a whole episode. We said this the other day on how much we love the Koch brothers. Oh, yeah. They helped us out here in Nashville. I can't wait for Nate to get on Twitter and fire (laughs) trolling with Nate back up on this. I'm sorry. I interrupted. (laughs) I've tried trolling with some people. No, that's good. They won't bite back, will they? That was kind of... They just won't. You know, I got to stop winning the argument in the first post. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's what you get if you want to get into a Twitter argument with me, guys. That's how bad it is. (laughs) Can't even move. You don't even know what to say. You're just awestruck. I know. I know. Like a genius. Anyway. Rambling on about Berkshire Hathaway and Warren Buffett. I'm, en- um, I'm enjoying this rambling <laughs> good, episode. Good. I feel like we all haven't gotten to hang out in a I while, know. and I feel like we've got everyone here with us. It for really this. was like I was gone for my wedding for a week, and before I've been that, stuck in a bobcat. He's been stuck in a bobcat, making sure it doesn't get stolen. And then Charlie was gone. Charlie for- was. Chewing coca leaves in Peru. I was, yeah, I was down in the South Americas working for another business that he owns. Had to go down there literally on business to Peru. It was a business expense. It was a 20% (laughs) business trip. That's right. Good. Business expense. (laughs) And, you know, so I get to write all that off, which is beautiful. More than 20%. We we had some fun too. Um, You know, we went on a few hikes and stuff. So that. Peru's unbelievable. You should go, and if you want to go, I know how to get you there. There's this great company (laughs) called Kachi, and you need to reach out to them. They are not sponsors of the show, but we recommend them wholeheartedly. Charlie, you uh, want to go to Peru? Nashville, Tennessee resident is co-owner of a travel agency in Peru. (laughs) So it's a pretty pretty nice pyramid scheme. It's real. No, it's a real thing. And if you if you book enough people, Charlie will personally guide you through Peru. But if you get those people to book more people, then you'll get even more money. For insurance purposes, we're not a travel agency. Oh sorry. So travel uh, facilitator. But what we can do is we can hook you up with um you know you're like a trip advisor kind of thing. With amazing tours in Peru. So okay. if you want, and if they, how many people do they have to book to get Charlie to go with them? Yeah, you know, for like a private tour with me. Yeah, like twelve. We can talk about it. All right. Yeah. If, yeah. if you want to do a private tour in Peru with some big freedom, I think it's just one. Honestly, yeah, Charlie at one the person. Big Freedom Show dot yeah. com. We can work it out. Depends on the person, <laughs> I'm sure. <Yeah. laughs> oh, can't be a liberal. No, uh, no way. Well, it could be. I mean, we can yeah, yeah, jump off a of Maca yeah. Peach. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> But, I mean, if you do, the seventh wonder of the world, Machu Picchu, if you want to go see that, I know the way. Now, who got to rank the different wonders of the world? And do we do we need to reconvene on this? Because I didn't get to vote on this. Well, they say it's one of the seven okay. wonders of the, the world. Is the U.S. national so debt one of the wonders of the world? <laughs> right. that's, that's pretty exciting. to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody watch the debt clock? Oh, man. No. I don't want to anymore. You I mean, slit my wrist into pails. <laughs> I can't no, do I don't it. want to do so that. terrible. I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw an article the other day that I, I, I'm pretty sure that the Republican Treasury has borrowed more money this first quarter than ever borrowed before in history wow. for a quarter. 
in the United States. You're saying history. the Republican-led Treasury? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Man. That's not good. Let me tell you so, what. So I think on that bombshell, do we do we have anywhere to go from here? <laughs> well, I wonder that just the little the little thing about can I say my thing about the stock market real just quick? Keep and it I need quick, you man. guys to you keep it quick, man. Keep it quick. No, the thing is we all have this crazy idea that when Warren Buffett talks about reinvesting this money that he's saved on the tax cuts, that it's going to this evil this evil, like probably fifty two year old white guy that's got an all glass office at the top of New York. York City, the Dairy you know? King, exactly. That's who. He, that's where the money's going. But it's not. The money gets reinvested into companies, and then the value of those companies goes up, go up, and then those companies are able to then invest that money so they can grow and so they can hire more people. And what were we talking about beforehand? That the more people they can get jobs and get hired then the more demand we have for labor, then the higher labor prices that we have. So win-win. So, Thanks, exactly. Warren Buffett. That's why we want this money reinvested into the economy, into companies that can invest it and create jobs. It's, it's beautiful. Fun. It's funny how that works. The, you know, It's a, basically a snowball effect. And if you looked when Warren Buffett bought his 75 million shares of Apple, I think he already owned like 50 million. Mm -hmm. uh, Apple went up like 4.5%. Mm -hmm. So... Anyone that's invested in Apple made money. Pretty smart guy. And then anybody who works for Apple or Apple now has a lot more money, they can hire more workers, more jobs. Exactly what we talked about. This is the way a free market economy works. It works on its own without any force from bureaucrats. Nobody forced Apple to design the iPhone. Nobody forced Henry Ford to come up with the assembly line, right? These things are done out of a necessity for the free market and for things to fr to thrive. It's it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever understood in my life. It's like art. It's beautiful. It when, is. It really is. Once you think about it, like the idea that if I create value for you, that you're going to give me some type of thing that is valuable. Even if we hate each other. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I Even mean, if we absolutely despise one another. It. It's so pretty, John. Don't you like it? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I, I feel like you don't like it as much as me and Charlie no, do, I honestly. It. I love it. <laughs> I want to write, write an elegant, eloquent book about it. That'll be well, Char <laughs> Charlie's corner blog post. <laughs> Charlie's haiku about liberty. <laughs> All right. Enough. Enough. What's uh, what's next on the list? I don't know. The, probably the thing about my registration. This is so annoying right now, guys. Of all people, someone who's on a show called The Big Freedom Show, I can't... I can't drive my car right now because of a mistake made by the state government. Before you get into this, I want you to remember, if I had a story... you Bart Durham right now... No. Okay. Morgan for Morgan and Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> for the people. I had a story Send about... Send an invoice for that, please. <laughs> I had a story about the DMV, and I just want to make sure that you don't, you know... Go as long as my story. Don't overdo okay, it. I he, won't. he could never. So. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Don't triple stamp the double stamp. I won't. I'm All not right? going to. Am I supposed to go now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, now you're up. I mean, if you guys want to talk about your DMV stories, that's good too. If you want to, you guys got any DMV stories? I've already told mine. Okay. I got pulled over three times yesterday. Three it, times in the yes. Bobcat. No, <laughs> it was during my, my recess from the Bobcat because you were, uh, you were making a Chipotle run. I'll keep this really, yeah, <laughs> it's the only time I get out of the Bobcat, but 
So I had to get a new transmission on Friday. 3500 bucks. Don't okay. buy a Dodge. Yeah, John Don't has a Dodge. a Dodge. Yeah. <laughs> John is just plagued by misfortune Don't right now. Don't buy a Dodge. I feel like yeah. a normal fortune would have told you that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so my check engine light is on now after this. And so I thought it was related to the transmission. So I took it to a mechanic and it needs like another thousand dollars worth of sensors. And I'm still recovering from the transmission. <laughs> John so, texts me about this Dodge and transmission. <laughs> He's like, oh, the, my transmission went out. And I said, in your Dodge? And he goes, yeah. And my next response was laugh out loud. <laughs> and, and then I felt bad because I like. So I keep getting pulled over because my registration expired on Friday. And they keep pulling me over and giving me courtesy notice. <laughs> Why won't you just renew your registration? Because I am subject to uh, government-mandated emissions testing. Because uh, my which, 2011 Dodge <laughs> is clearly rolling coal. Which you can't pass because you have a check engine light on. Because so you of can't... my air conditioner condenser. Yeah. Go explain that good, one to good, me. Good, good, good. How, good. Did, how do you get pulled over three times? Like, I went two years without yeah, renewing my too. registration. They're for real in I West Nashville. Over they once. don't mess around. They, they see a dude with a pental hitch on the back and an expired tag and think he's up to no good. He's yeah. probably robbing people of their Can-Ams. Yeah, they're looking for thieves in the area. And they keep getting you. <laughs> Man, that emissions thing does drive me nuts, though. But uh, my, I got a quick Charlie. story on the Go emissions ahead. test before you get to yours. No. So Careful. I bought a car for my mom for her birthday a couple of years ago, actually. It'll be two years this November. and Not a Dodge. No, I bought her a, a terrible Chevy Trailblazer, but it does get you from point A to point B. As long as point A is your house and B is another two feet away in your driveway. Mine gets me from point A to point B. She, B is the mechanic. Look, yeah. she lives She lives in <laughs> Illinois. You're able to drive the vehicle back and forth between Nashville and Illinois. But yeah. Let me make this a short story. Okay. This is uh, not happening. <laughs> well, it, it's not going to be short if I keep being interrupted uh, un, unabashedly. We're pretending this is, a, uh, <laughs> this is a hearing for a nominee to a cabinet position. Right. Exactly. So, uh, Senator, <laughs> what, <laughs> what happened was, is I couldn't just transfer the title to my mom. I did, that didn't make sense to me. I had to first register the vehicle. Why? So you have to pay taxes. Well, to do that, like you said, you have to pass emissions testing. Well, this thing needed a new catalytic converter. And and so we went and we got a new catalytic converter and we went back and the it failed emissions again. And the guy told us, well, it's not a factory one. And it's because I bought the car for $2,000 and the factory catalytic converter is $4,000. <laughs> and the one we put on there cost us like 1000 Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So we tried to just transfer it. Well, she's not she's not able to get Illinois tags on it until I actually register it in Tennessee. So I'm still dealing with that, trying to figure out how we're going to skirt that. Well, the good thing is that the government is always there to help people who are less fortunate. So luckily, people who are less fortunate never have any issues with and vehicles. By less fortunate, whatsoever. you mean in a less stressful situation. They're uh, there to make it more stressful. I guess so. I guess that's what they got to do. But you know. We can't really complain because if we let corporations run the roads, they would charge you to drive on them. So, oh, it would just be awful if corporations <laughs> ran everything, Nate. It just would be an evil. Wor- we probably wouldn't even be Let's here. Let's do an episode on what would the world be like if corporations ran everything, and we'll yeah. break everything out about how things could be in yeah. a, a corporate utopia. The part of that joke is that I hear people say that about corporations running the roads, and that they would charge you to drive on them. Well, what's happening to us right now? 
We can't a drive. 60 cent gas tax and on we our, can't drive. On our free roads, yeah. we can't drive on them. Well, but, taxes are different, Nate. <clears throat> okay, well, that's good. Yeah. Taxation is theft. You know, I don't even think that my DMV story is useful whatsoever anymore. The, uh, the little thing was that the state of Tennessee lost... Uh, Every record of the fact that I am a resident of Tennessee, that I have a vehicle registered here, and that I have a driver's license here in Tennessee. And so now I went to renew my registration, and they need this crazy, they need my title, they need everything that has to do with Birth becoming a citizen. Blood type. They need everything, which I don't have the title to my car because of this weird thing that happened with Honda. So now I'm sitting here, can't drive my car because the state of Tennessee... Uh, their system messed up. Well, Nate, if you want to uh, come and throw some sticks for me for I'll an inflated it. wage due to the labor shortage, <laughs> I'll take you to work. Yeah, we'll see. I think demand's gone up since then. Huh? But yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Guys, well, that is going to do it for our show today at the Big Freedom Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for being a part of what we're doing here. We really appreciate it. The The comments, the ratings, the reviews, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Find us on Facebook and Twitter, Trolling with Nate at Big Freedom Show. And with that, we will leave you until next week. We will be pursuing some more liberty. So thanks so much for joining. We'll talk some more liberty next week. <laughs>